In the past couple of months, there have been so many who have said so much and yet haven't really said much of substance. They talk about the church's future without realizing that the church isn't corporate. It's familial. It's connected. It is united. And if we break away a part of the body, we can't survive prosthetically. The church is more than our culture, our times, our geographies. And unless we come together in Christ, put aside our biases, our prejudices, our grab for power, unless we recognize that we are part of the body of Christ on earth for the church and for the community around the church, we will forever be breaking that which God has put together for all humankind. I'm Sarah Mae Cologne, and this is Sabbath School University. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Hi, and welcome to Sabbath School U. My name is Sarah Mae Cologne, and I am your host for the day. And I have some guests that may look familiar to you, for they were here last week. So if you guys would not mind reintroducing yourself, and then tell me what is super special or cool about the Bible for you? Oh, sure. Why not? Why not? It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here, of course. My mm -hmm. name is Cesar Ventura. Hey, Cesar. I'm a theologian. Cesar. I'm about to finish my last semester. Mm -hmm. So, and this is really good. Um, I like the Bible completely. Good. Completely. The whole thing. All of it. But I enjoy reading David. I believe David is, he portrayed God. All right. So, David. And I usually identify with him, so. I really like it. Yeah. Nice. All right, yeah. so David, it's the core of the Bible. All yeah. right. <laughs> he identifies with being a king. That's what he was talking oh, about. Oh, okay. So but it's a superiority anyway. thing. Well, Sarah, my name is Robert hey, Abdul Karim, and I am a MDiv student mm -hmm. at Andrews University. And I guess the best thing about the Bible for me is that it's filled with real life stories mm. the good and the bad and the ugly yes quite quite <laughs> yes and the amazing thing is um it definitely speaks to me because nice. i know i have not been good all the time mm. um but you're good now right for now okay well for the next 30 minutes okay. yes <laughs> so it's definitely an encouragement to me nice nice that's good good to have you on the show that. robert well, my name is Adil Sandipina. I'm a senior the theology major here at Andrews mm -hmm. University. And uh, what I like about the Bible, hmm, well, what I like about the Bible is that it's the only book in the world that talks about more, uh, about more than one subject. Mm -hmm. If you got a history book, you have history. It's kind of you know, boring sometimes. But then you have the Bible. It's the only in the world has like more than one subject. That's special to me. Nice. I feel like you're like promoting that specific Bible though, yes. which is what the Andrews University yeah, has. Yeah. And we're on Andrews like University it. campus like it, yeah. and you're studying. I like yeah, it. I just find that funny. Well, very nice. I'm glad. Obviously, it's really important to know why you like the Bible. So that's really exciting. But I'm really happy that you're back on the show and we should have a great time. So Saad, would you mind opening up with our scripture and prayer? Sure, sure. Um, our key text is found in First Timothy. Chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, and the Bible says, This thing I wrote to you, 
that I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of the, the house of the Lord, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Mm. Vamos a orar. All right. Padre nuestro que estás en los cielos, santificado, glorificado sea tu nombre. Señor, te damos las gracias por permitirnos estar en este lugar y compartir de tu palabra. Permítenos, Señor, hablar de ella si es tu divina voluntad. Bendice a los oyentes. Permite que esta palabra de verdad llegue a ellos. Es en el nombre de Jesús. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. That was Spanish. See, look at me. I'm differentiating between Portuguese. <laughs> well, I, I just hope that you'll learn one of them. I will, one day. I will. Anyways, well, like I said, I'm really happy that you're on this show. And this week, we're talking about the church and service to humanity. I feel like this is a super relevant topic, especially right now. Um, there's a lot of changes going on all around us. And so I think it's really great that we have an opportunity to talk about this. So what does the word church mean to you personally? Well, the word church for me is, is, has a lot of meaning, though. Um, when I go to church, I feel myself like enjoying. I feel myself like in the throne of God. I feel myself, myself in the presence of God. Mm. Um, what, did the church, what does the church mean for me? It means together. It means to mingle. It means, mm. it means to see other people. Mm -hmm. It means to see reality. It's a holy convocation. Mm -hmm. It's where people go and worship God with all heart. Mm -hmm. It's where people go and sing to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's where people go and find Hildner. Mm. It's a good place. All right. So it's is it a physical structure? Well, it could be physical and it could be spiritual at okay. the same time. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah, okay. I really like the fact that he said like this, this gathering place where mm -hmm. people come, right? And um, why not trying to kind of break it down a little bit? Do you mind, you know, church? All right, yeah. let's go. So a lot of people think of church <laughs> as the building, you know, this mm -hmm. building and all that. So that's fine, but we're here to talk about it. And uh, the word church, you know, we know ecclesia in Greek, but it comes really from a German word, which is kuriaki, and okay. from uh, Greek, kuriakos, because kurios means the Lord, right? Right. And then the word church means that which pertains to the Lord. But mm -hmm. then my question is the building which pertains to the Lord mm -hmm. or the people? Oh, you see, this is, this is what I believe. We need to find a place where we worship God. Right. Mm -hmm. Back in the days, people have a temple. Mm -hmm. They had a temple. So basically, we can say, okay, it's not about a temple. But at the same time, we're going to worship God in a temple. So right. we need both. But hold on. Wait a minute. Go ahead. Whoa. Go ahead. You said we need a place. <laughs> yes. But so what about I... when the, the Word talks about our body as the temple? Uh, uh, what, what's going uh, on there? Because uh, I believe <laughs> that the church to me is a community of believers. Right. It's community a... of like-minded people seeking God. And I had an experience um, at a church in Northern California where I would, I would love to go to this church because I walked into that building and nothing was special about the building, mm -hmm. but the feeling inside the building, the people, mm -hmm. the, the spirit that was in that building was definitely the Holy Spirit. Oh, man. And nice. I felt that and it made, 
I desired that. Mm -hmm. And it was an hour and a half away. And I still desired to go there. So it was powerful to me. That's and that's awesome. what the church means. It seems to like me. you are converted that Sarah, day. Sarah, <laughs> we are the we are the church. Right. I'm hundred percent. I'm agree with you. Yeah. But we really need a place to go and worship. Okay. Of course. I understand that. Right. <laughs> and so is it just a building or can it be a house? No, 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 no. It could be a house. Can you it? yourself can be the temple of God. The Bible right. said that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, the Holy Spirit can abide in a building, the Holy Spirit can abide in your body, the Holy Spirit Abide everywhere. Well, Amen. All right, guys. All right, let's, let's see what is that, all right? <laughs> I'm just amused. So we have Paul send, uh, sending greetings to the church. Right. And then uh, let's suppose we read Paul sending greetings to the building. So, you know, yeah. but, but, yeah. but at the same point, we have like uh, this, this, this community of believers. Right. As you said, Robert, right. that's, that's very important, you know. And house churches back then. Of course. They met in and, a house. And we have to understand that where we are, God is in our midst, right? Exactly. So we pertain to the Lord. We belong to Him. That's that's why when we went to that church, you know, people, are, they were feeling this, you know, I belong to the Lord, so therefore I worship. So am I understanding us correctly that we can have a church or you can, be a church you outside can be a church. Right. in nature? Right. Is that possible? Right. It's, uh, it's possible. Well, and okay, this is interesting that you guys are kind of stuck on what is church. Because nowadays, it's such a negative thing in a lot of mm. people's minds. Why do you think there's such a negative connotation to church or the concept of church or the title church? Like, Well, I think when you think of, of church, mm -hmm. a lot of people confuse that term with regulations right. and, and boundaries that generally limit us mm. and that can hinder us from living life to the fullest and sadly people don't realize that when you do come to church or when you do gather as a group of believers you receive the freedom from christ and those boundaries aren't aren't a negative thing they're from our god and he gives us the freedom to grow and to learn together and to expand mm. and so there's there's a misconception and a, a misdefinition right. of what church is. See, we gotta understand something that imperfect people go to church. Mm -hmm. All right. It's true. And the church is for sinners. Is that correct? It's, I'm hundred percent correct. This is the way I portrayed it, though. It's like you go into the hospital. Okay. What well, that that's correct because I like what you said, Robert. Mm. Because you said like everybody can go there, right? Because sometimes people have this notion, okay, is a church, okay, if I'm right, I don't go, I, I step back. But then mm -hmm. they don't think that you belong, again, this idea of pertaining to the Lord, belonging to the mm -hmm. Lord. I'm going, I'm finding Caesar, Robert, mm -hmm. Sarah, of course, you know. So we're gathering together. Right. You see, so we kind of put our difference behind mm -hmm. and we commune as one. You see, this is the way I see it, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, the worldly people, they're expecting something else from a Christian. Mm -hmm. They are. Yeah. And they think that we, we have to be holy and walk strictly and, and walk on water. Yeah. <laughs> but Caesar, <laughs> I want to I wanna also tell you that sometimes our churches are like that. They think that way. And so sometimes they don't allow outsiders or mm -hmm. sinners mm -hmm. to enter in. 
And I think that leads to the negative connotation as well. Absolutely. Because we're we're the house of God. We are a house of prayer, a community of sinners. Mm -hmm. And yet sometimes our churches forget that we are sinners and we forget that we should be accepting Mm -hmm. sinners. That's and true. to encourage that's that. Right. That's, really that's like powerful. That. That's I, powerful. I just I like that idea. Yeah. And uh, talking about the church again, we have like uh, in antiquity, people go to church. We have Anna, you know. Mm-hmm. So you know, people making fun of her. You know, you, you can't conceive. But then she goes, you know, mm-hmm. to pray. You know. And then we have uh, Paul himself. You know, uh, in every missionary journey that Paul was engaged in, the very mm-hmm. first thing he would look for was like a synagogue. You know gathering place, the believers yeah. together. It's true. It's very interesting, though. Church, this is the way I portray it. It's like uh, my wife that I call. Mm-hmm. I call every every day, every day, but I don't see her. Mm. But in the Sabbath, mm-hmm. I go and see God. Mm. But so. how many people are actually showing up to church out of obligation and to look good? And then when they actually leave the doors, they, they're not... Mm part of that church anymore. Right, right. That's, I mean, because I feel like that for me would be the negative connotation because I see people in church and they're like, oh, it's so nice to see you. You look so cute. Oh, what's going on? And they see you on the street and they're like, <laughs> who are you? And they don't want to help anyone or be anything because they fulfilled the requirement for the week. And so they no longer... I believe, have... we, need, I believe we need a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. You need a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We need to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. We need to pray. Mm-hmm. Uh, that the Sabbath could be a holy convocation, a mm-hmm. festival to the Lord. So when we go there, we can have a relationship with God. We can enjoy the service. Right. Instead of criticizing the service, right. we go and enjoy the service. Right. So with that relationship, is it okay just to see God one day a week? Dun, it's dun, every dun. day. It's a daily thing. <laughs> it's a daily thing, right? right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just like with your, with your wife. It, it wouldn't be a good relationship if you saw her one day a week. Oh, imagine. It wouldn't be good, no. huh? <laughs> oh, no. You'd be in huge so, trouble. <laughs> so let's add up what, what Paul said in First Corinthians, you know, chapter 6, 19, 20. You know, you're a temple of God mm. because, you know, people understood in the past that temple of God means like the dwelling of God. Mm-hmm. God is present there. So we have to understand. So if God is in me, His Spirit is in me, you know, He mm-hmm. dwells in me. So, you know, there is something that, you know, a change, something needs to, to appear, so, right. something needs to be revealed, you know, I'm different, you know, as Sarah said before, I see you, you know, in the church, hi, and then when I see you now on campus, I don't know, you know, forget mm-hmm. about it, Sarah, I don't know, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think Absolutely. it's important to rely on that realization that he is with us mm-hmm. and we can seek him every day. Absolutely, absolutely. And this goes right into what Matthew 28 is talking about in verses 19 and 20. It talks about the mission of the church. What is the mission of the church according to Matthew 28? is to go out. I'm sorry, it's to go out. He's like, see, I, I got to share this. Right, right, right. right. He's, he's going out. He's ready no, to go back out. On the, back in the Sermon <laughs> of the Mountain, Jesus says, you are the soul of the world. Mm-hmm. And Jesus was talking to people who doesn't want to mingle with other nations. True. Hmm. And sometimes I see, I see, I see myself doing that. Mm. That I don't want to mingle. I don't want to share the gospel. I don't want to share the good news. Because it's easier to hang out with yourself than mm. other people sometimes. Well, so. it's easy to hang out with my wife and my kids. You know, you know. Stay at home. Yeah, it's safe home. here. Yeah. Yeah. You were jumping. Yes, in I was. At one point. Uh, it's interesting what, what Caesar say, you know, mm-hmm. because you kind of you don't choose the you know group of people, but it's 
uh, he said it has to be the whole world. So let's take a look what uh, what the Bible ta uh, mm -hmm. uh, talks about in uh, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20. Uh, it says the following, Go therefore and make disciples. Wait a minute. So why Jesus is not saying please? He's saying go to the world. Say, go to the world, right? Go and preach, right? And make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy oh, Spirit, Lord, and then comes teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. So, 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 so it's imperative to go outside. Exactly, Caesar. So, it's Jesus, not, he didn't uh, tell the disciples, no, please go to the world. He said, go to the world. And sometimes when someone gives us order, and the following attitude will be like a question, why? Are you telling me all this? Mm -hmm. So then uh, the disciples could have asked the same question. And then the answer is right there in the 18. Mm -hmm. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all, 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 uh, authority has been given to me. I'm mm -hmm. sending you because I have authority. Right. You know, because I'll be with you. That's why I'm sending you. So our mission is to go to the world and Absolutely. share the gospel. Awesome. And I think uh, this mission, as important as and as keystone, um, as it is to our church. Mm -hmm. I think there's too many churches out there who forget this simple two, mm -hmm. three verses Absolutely. at the end of the Gospel of Matthew. And I think it's important that we remind each other mm -hmm. to go out. Uh, too often there's churches that are stuck managing themselves, mm -hmm. trying mm -hmm. to make sure ends meet. And Absolutely. And they're trying to work on each other and help each other grow, which is important. But also we have a mission. And our mission is to go outside of those church mm -hmm. doors, Absolutely. outside of those church walls, and share mm -hmm. the temple of God that's in us with those around us. Absolutely. And it's really important to go out. But both Jesus and Paul emphasize the importance of unity within mm -hmm. the church. So what does this unity mean in playing into all of this? Well, we know that Jesus spoke about unity, mm -hmm. Paul spoke about unity, and today we speak about unity because Absolutely. I think it's something very important. Now, why would Paul you now talk about unity? Because the church at Corinth, they have like a lot of, you know, discussion going on back and mm -hmm. forth, this gift of tongues, not rather, mm -hmm. you know, I have this gift and, you know, you have that one and then kind of competing, you know, mm -hmm. going on in the church. So, Paul Too is, much yeah, so Paul was appealing in 1 Corinthians 1.10, so please be one, be united. No, have mm -hmm. one spirit when you talk, Absolutely. when you do everything. So this this unity is something is not something outside, but something that comes from the heart. Absolutely. So because we we can sit together, Robert. But it doesn't really necessarily mean that I agree with you, mm -hmm. or then we are united. You know. Yeah. But it, it has to be. It has to come from the heart. Right. It does definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's super important. I feel to have unity within the church in order to go out, because then when people meet one person. And they're like, I'm, you know, this belief system, but then they meet someone from the same belief system and they're contradicting each other. You're just confused at yeah. that point. Like, what are you really saying? Or what is your vision or goal of the church mission? Right. Um, we are a building. Mm -hmm. We are the temple of the Holy God. Mm -hmm. So as a church, God gave a command in Matthew 28. He said, go mm -hmm. and preach the good news. So how are we going to go out without being united? Absolutely. So we need unity within the church. Absolutely. We need to be not only theologically, 
but mentality and spiritually. Mm -hmm. And you hit on the priesthood of all believers. Everyone has a job, a title, something to do, right? right? Um, so our church affirms this notion. So what does this idea include of being the priesthood of all believers? Before we move on to that really mm -hmm. quick, I just want to uh, shed light on the importance of imagery. Mm -hmm. Like we were about to talk about, priesthood mm -hmm. of believers, mm -hmm. um, the imagery of the church in scripture is a body. Right. And if the body's not united, it it won't function. Absolutely. You can't have, for example, a pinky just decide to walk off and <laughs> detach. It can't happen. With no it's wrist. a body. Right. And it's a body. our head is our savior mm. who has given us this mission. And so being able to understand that imagery, moving towards the priesthood of all believers, we can understand mm -hmm. that God has given us a mission and it's not just for the pastors. Mm. I, I have to respect our pastors. I'd love to become one soon. <laughs> but yes. the idea is that pastors are there to teach others, mm -hmm. to minister, and to Absolutely. carry on the mission. And we get that from um, one of our key texts is in 1 Peter. 1 mm. Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 says to us, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim and the excellence, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm. Into his marvelous light. Yeah. Wow. And so when we see the light shine upon us, we're able to reflect it. Absolutely. That's true, Robert. And uh, Again, in this imagery of being priest, what are you talking about? Am I a priest? No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, uh, this idea of priest, I mean, the one who works for God, for the Lord. You see, I mean, you're carrying out something very important, not of yourself, but that which pertains to the Lord. So, I mean, you so, belong to the Lord, and the mission belongs to the Lord, too. So right. you're doing something for God. And it's so cool that God gives us this right. You right. know, We're, We should be so honored, yet why do we go around and messing it up? And it's just like, it's such a great We're honor. We're ashamed of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then what do we do when someone sees this corruption and gets all frustrated and decides to pull away from this body and go it alone? What do we do then? How do we handle that scenario? Anyone? <laughs> well, uh, coming again to the, uh, to the gift that we receive from mm -hmm. God, so we all can do different things. Mm -hmm. You see, so when I read uh, this verse in First Peter, you know, your priesthood, that means you have something to do. So why am I standing here? Mm. I have to do something for the Lord. I have to help my church, uh, you know, moving mm -hmm. forward. You see, but sometimes we think that things are not right. You know, this person, you know, I kind of don't, I don't I get along with this person. I kind of withdraw myself. I don't think I'm going there anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm the perfect one. I don't want to go there. Oh, but yeah. then, <laughs> wait a minute. Now you belong to, to the Lord and that person belongs to the Lord. So what's wrong? You know, right. why? You rejoin. It's a very good question. And I think it goes back to our definition of church. Mm -hmm. Because when we realize that the church is a body, a mm -hmm. group of people who are sinful, mm -hmm. yet saved through the blood of the Lamb, we realize that there can be some mistakes happening sure. in church. And yes, God is, Jesus is the head of this body, mm -hmm. but the body is still filled with mm -hmm. sinful humans. Absolutely. And so we're continually seeking to grow and mm -hmm. strengthen each other. And there are mistakes that happen. Right. 
And it's really sad, but that's part of this life that we live in currently. And so I would recommend to that person to not give up, to not break off, because you're not being part of the body. Mm -hmm. The body can't break up. It's, it's the, it's, it functions the best. Right. When it's united. Absolutely. When when all the blood is flowing to the necessary parts mm-hmm. and the parts are moving according to what they should do. Absolutely. And so we see it. So indeed it's, it is a unity. Absolutely. It is. Uh, I want to quote something from the Bible about the unity. All right. Going Bible. back to the book of Acts chapter 1 verses mm-hmm. from 12 to 14. All right. That's where when the disciples are gathered together in the upper room. Mm-hmm. The Bible says in verse 12, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, the Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying, Peter, James, John, and Andrews, which is Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon. Mm-hmm. The Silot and Judas, the son of James. And th- this is the key text. Verse 14. And it says, This all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the woman's Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brother. Mm-hmm. So if we want to be united, we need to keep praying. Absolutely. Mm. And Amen. if we want to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. we need to pray. That's, that's important. Right. That, that's very important. This unity. Mm-hmm. Is coming together one accord because I personally love the book of Acts. You know why? Because it's it, because it emphasized the unity. And mm-hmm. when we look at, it, at the text that Caesar just read, uh, when the disciples were together, well, mm-hmm. let's take a look at those who were present. We have Peter, we have James, we have Thomas. Wait a minute, but these people, you know, they don't get along very well. We have like Peter, the furious one, who <laughs> want to cut the ear of the soldier. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Thomas, the doubter. Mm-hmm. Come on, Peter, I don't think so. And right. then we have uh, James, the son of thunder. Right. You see, different characters, personalities, mm-hmm. you right. know. However, they forget their differences. You right. know, say, so, you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm a doubter, if I'm a furious man, or, you know, if I'm a son of a thunder. We right. have to forget our difference Absolutely. and then come together, right. one accord. Right, absolutely. God can unite anyone in anything, and we just have to be open to it. And absolutely. as you know, it seems silly to try to pull body parts apart and give them different functions. You know, sure. like I can't kick with my arm or like walk with my face. <laughs> like it just doesn't it work. Just, just so doesn't make sense. it's yeah. very important to be cohesive. And thank you so much for being on this panel today. It's been an interesting conversation, and as always, you're very fun to talk to. So thank you once more for being here. Thank you very much. Well, thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Sarah Mae Cologne, and we will see you next week.